Welcome to the SBCA Podcast Component Connection. Looking at how businesses around the country are innovating to take advantage of opportunities in the construction supply chain. Now, here's your host, Sean Shields. Welcome, everyone. On today's podcast brought to you by the Structural Building Components Association, which is celebrating its 40th anniversary this year, we are going to talk about wounded veterans and first responders. Now, these are people who have served our country and sacrificed a great deal to protect that which we hold most dear. Joining me today is Molly Holliday, Senior Vice President of Marketing for Operation Finally Home, which is an organization that is dedicated to giving back to these incredible individuals. Molly, welcome to the podcast. Sean, I'm so happy to be here. What an honor. Thank you for your support and continued wonderful awesomeness. I love it. Nobody said I've done wonderful awesomeness. I love this. All right. So Molly, SPCA has a long-standing relationship with Operation Finally Hope, but for many of the people listening, they might not be familiar with your organization. How did Operation Finally Home start and what was your mission originally? We were founded in 2005. It, it's it's an interesting story to some degree, I think, by Dan Walrath, who is a custom home builder, who was a custom home builder. In 2005, he had an opportunity to help a vendor's son, who was a Marine, who'd been injured, to go and remodel their house to be able to handle a wheelchair and things like that. Well, and I'm sure in your you know there's a difference between custom home builders and remodelers. So as a custom home builder, he's like, I am not doing any remodeling. But so he went there with the intention of really saying, hey, appreciate you thinking of me. This is not going to happen. But after he heard Stephen's story, saw the picture of Stephen, a Marine in his uniform, going off to service, and then seeing a picture of Stephen at Walter Reed in a bed, knowing that he'd be coming home in a wheelchair, he knew that he couldn't walk away. He just felt the calling from God to say, I need to say yes. Yeah. I don't know what this means. I don't know how we're going to do it, but let's I don't know figure what I'm out. getting myself All into. Right, exactly. So he went back to the Home Builders Association and was like, you guys, we need to figure out how to make this happen. Yeah. And lo and behold, they made it happen. They renovated his house. They got it ready for him to come home. And they did not, it didn't cost the family a dime. Wow. And Dan was like, the building community is awesome. We, it, wow, this is great. So Dan kind of went on about his business. And then the next year, he's like, am I really done with this? So the next year, he built a home in conjunction with the HBA. And from there, it's grown. That was 2005. Up until about 2013, Dan was nominated as a CNN Hero of the Year, which just kind of exploded. That's about the time that we really put a lot of processes in place to make sure that we were representing the brand as well as we could. So in the beginning, we served wounded, ill, and injured veterans yep. with mortgage-free homes. Yeah. That was it. And so you've expanded that mission since the, sort of those humble beginnings, yes. right? Can you talk a little bit about sure. how you've expanded and what you're doing today? Sure. So today, it, we also, we serve veterans and first responders and their families. So it's veterans, first responders, and their families means if they're spouses or they're widowed, or just how to make sure that the whole family's taken care of to some degree. 
And we expanded to first responders because they're, they put their lives on the line as well. And there was a need to help them. So we expanded to that. But also, as I mentioned, we had we do home modifications. So similar to what we did on our first home, where we go in and make the home safer for veterans, meaning maybe wider doorways, retrofit a bathroom so that they can get in and out of the bathtub or ramps up to the house. It's not, it's very intentionally, not, we don't call them renovations because we're not going in and making it glamorous. Yeah. We're making it livable for our veterans. First, Making their home an actual home. Right. A, what we like to call it a safe place to call home because sometimes they're not safe. They've either, the houses are older, the veterans are older, and sometimes they can't help themselves. So yeah. we're able to help another segment of people who have sacrificed for our country, which is just... So you're doing amazing work, and you're doing it to a couple of very targeted segments of society, when veterans, first responders, their families. And you're offering a very sort of specific service, right? Whether it's a new home or it's a right. renovation or right. an update. How do you choose your recipients? Like, how do you sift through all the people who need this to figure out who's right. going to benefit? There's a lot of need out there, and there's different parameters based on what the veteran has requested. So on our mortgage-free home program, obviously those parameters are very stringent in that it's a big gift. I mean, a gift of a home. And so we have a longer application process, and really it's based on the injuries that the veteran or first responder has. Okay. They are, when they're injured... They they get the Department of Defense gives them a rating of up for their benefits. Yeah. So we serve those who get benefits at seventy percent, and which typically means they can't work, or if they do work, it's on a limited basis. Sure. So we help those veterans who they may have visible wounds such as amputations, but we also serve veterans with invisible wounds such as PTSD and traumatic brain injury. Because those are just as debilitating as the ones that you can visibly see how they're wounded. So, so we're able to really segment that out and do, we, of course, we do background checks. Of we, we also check to make sure that they can afford homeownership without a mortgage. You'd think that it'd be easy, but some of them can't. You know, they there's don't, still property taxes. Right, there's, there's, right, there's HOA fees, there's yep. utilities, everything like that. So we have to make sure that they have you know, been good stewards of their money financially. We need to make sure that they're going to be good brand ambassadors for us. It's kind of speak selfishly, but we, we really bring together communities and we want them to be good stewards within their community and proud of who they are and who they represent. Well, that makes sense too. I mean, you're an organization that wants to be in perpetuity, to be sustainable, right? right? And right. so you have to make sure that you're doing every step of the process right. 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 So, okay. So talking about that, you are choosing candidates, but you're also having to find your partners, right? right. So you work primarily with home builders. Right. So what does that look like? Well, as being founded by a custom home builder, we're very connected with Home Builders Association. Texas is really is where we're based. So we have a big footprint and we work closely with the local home builders associations all the way up to the state. So understanding what builders go through and what they want. And I mean, builders are people in the building community. I mean, they're salt of the earth people. They want to give back. They just don't know how to do it. Right. We provide that vehicle to help them figure out how they can do what they do best, which is building homes. 
and we can find the recipients and the donors and ways to bring it all together. So really, we're, we're just kind of the conduit that brings everything together, which is fabulous because we get to work with really great people. So, yeah. So, I mean, beyond the home builder, as you pointed, there's, there's really bringing a whole community of people together, right? right. You have to find the land. Right. So a lot of times you're trying to find somebody to a donate. Yeah, a yes. developer to donate the yep. land. You have the home builder who's going to coordinate the whole thing right. and figure out the plans. But then you have the entire supply chain. Right. That has to come around this. So how do you typically go about sort of bringing that supply chain together? Really, Sean, we rely on the builder and his connections to do because we've had circumstances where, you know, if we bring someone new in that they haven't worked with, it puts them out of the builder out of their comfort zone. So we do really rely on the builder and those, uh, the people that they're comfortable building with because their name is on the house sure. at the end of the day. Yeah. It's their warranty and things like that. So so we do rely on the builder for that. And the way that we get our builders, attending International Builders Show, attending a lot of HBA events, coming to the SBCA meeting and things like that. So, yeah. and just having a presence that's out there so that we can also meet other suppliers and try to do things on somewhat of a national level, but really focusing on what works best for the builder. So it's not like you have an idea of like, we want to build a house in these 10 states this year. It's, we have these applicants. Okay, we have an applicant in such and such a state. Now we have to find them a home builder. We have to find, and we right. have to start that whole process of where where can we get them to live? I'm thinking of most recently this house that you've been building in Madison. Correct. So there's this process of finding the home builder, lining up the donation of the property, lining up all the rest of the stakeholders and supply chain, and then getting that house done, right? So you had sort of some initial meetings and then you had a town hall meeting, Correct. right? Correct. Correct. Are those typical? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, really, we the Madison project, I feel like we've been, to- we've been talking about it for a while yeah. because really we don't, we do start with the builder. We do want to make sure that we have a builder on board can do this and that they have a location in mind and that they're going to be flexible. So so once we have the builder, then we identify the family, then we understand their needs. The builder looks at their plans, see what works best for this family. And then we host the town hall so that we're able to communicate to the supply chain and all the builder's connections what exactly we need for this project. So if you walk in and it's four bedroom and three bath, as a plumber, how many fixtures we may need for you to either donate or give to us on a discounted price and things like that. So then they go back and get back with the builder and say, okay, this is what I want to do. So let's just say, for example purposes, it costs $300,000 for to build the home. It costs because the builder forgoes any of their profit and they agree to be the superintendent on the job, coordinate all this stuff and things like that. So $300,000 on average, we get about two-thirds of the cost of that home donated. So that would be $200,000. So then we have a $100,000 gap where we, that Operation Finally Home, goes and goes to donors, goes to sponsors such as the SBC, and says, hey, we have this opportunity. Would you be interested in the, the monies that you have raised if we can allocate it to that project? We say yes. We say great. Then we can we can fill that gap and then we can say the project is approved to go. So let's plan the surprise. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. That's the part where you get to lie to them, right? That's, I don't lie, Sean. I embellish. I just embellish the truth and I just kind of stretch things out a little bit. So. Well, and what we're talking about here is that 
at, at some point, the recipient is notified that they're receiving the house. And a lot of the times, this house has already been built for them, right? Sometimes, you know, it it, does, it really varies. I mean, every project is a little different. The one in Madison that you're referencing, actually, because of timelines, the builder wanted to get it done before the summer. Yeah. So he's like, they're like, hey, we need to start this in January. We're pretty sure we're going to be able to fill this gap, but we're not 100% sure. So we're just going to start building and pray for the best. <laughs> There's a lot of praying going on. Yes, there is. Finally, home, let me just say that. <laughs> and a lot of answered prayers as well. So when we're at the point for the Madison project, the house was already built. I mean, it wasn't built, but the framing was up. And so we decided to do a surprise Notes of Love event, which was just so special that the community could come in and write words of encouragement and gratitude. And the family who thought that they were really coming just to meet the builder, check out the area, meet me. The family really thought they were just coming for a meeting until we rounded the corner. (laughs) And I started crying. And well, as their daughter it, pointed out, all the police escort too. Right, you know, right. Maybe tipped them off a bit. Right, too, right, right. The popo are coming to get us. So <laughs> it was such a special day. And I'm so glad you were able to be there. Yeah. So the family was just shocked yeah. because they really thought that they were coming for an interview. Yeah. And here they are. They live in Illinois. They've wanted, they wanted to move. They couldn't figure out how to make it happen. And just tears all around. Yeah. So, okay. So for most of our listeners, if they're intrigued, how do they get involved? Like, how does a component manufacturer here in Nashville, Tennessee, if they wanted to donate or either finances or right. trusses for a project, how would they go about doing I think their best choice would be to check out our website, which is operationfinallyhome.org. Okay. There's opportunities to find out kind of what our, if they want a deeper dive into our processes and how we do what we do and things like that. It's all on the website. I also encourage all of your listeners to follow our social media channels on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and YouTube and stuff like that. So You'll see a um, lot of very teary-eyed veterans, right? Yes. And it's wild. Veterans, they're pretty stoic. Yeah. So when they kind of start to break down a little bit, it's it's a little different. Okay. So check out your website. Yep. And then one last thing to sort of emphasize is that... Most of the people listening to this are involved in the home building industry in one right. way or another, right? So they, they might be interested in doing in-kind contributions, oh, yeah. which are always welcomed, yes. right? So that yes. would be a process of getting connected with you and figuring out if there's a builder right. project going on. Right. But if the stars don't align right away on that, financial contributions are always welcome as well, right? We are a nonprofit, Sean. Yeah. Financial contributions are always welcome. <laughs> well, in one big And point, I mean that sincerely. I yeah, mean, it is. I know. Yeah. Well, and one big point too, and we've done a few podcasts talking about SPCA's new foundation mm-hmm. down, but that's another way in which SPCA as a national organization is partnering with right. you, is through the foundation endowment. So that that's another avenue too that the component manufacturers can think about donating to the through the foundation, which is right. a five hundred one c three, right? And then we can give the money to you. I know how this aligns so well too is that the foundation is really interested in giving to organizations that don't have a lot of the donations go towards overhead. Right. Right. You're an organization that that isn't an issue. Correct. Correct. We, I don't know the exact facts, so I'm not going to even try to quote it, but sure. we do, we really, especially when you make a donation to a specific project, yeah. that donation could, 100% of those funds will go to that project, which is wonderful. So we do really try to keep an eye on our administrative costs and yeah. overhead and things like that. So yeah. we're a lean, mean ma- machine. There's no doubt about that. So, 
Yeah. Molly, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's great to see you. Oh, it's great to see you as well. Thank you for having us. Well, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give this podcast a favorable rating and share it with others. Also, consider subscribing to SPCA's Component Connection podcast on whatever platform you use most. That way, you'll immediately know when we publish our next podcast. This has been a Component Connection podcast brought to you by SBCA. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com. Thank you.